What's going on, guys? Welcome into today's show. As always, your host, Maddie A. We are continuing on with this seller finance series. I'm telling you guys, this is a season where, especially when banking is extremely tight, this week we had the collapse of First Republic, second largest bank collapse in U.S. history, biggest since 2008. And we're seeing a lot of banks tighten up right now. And it makes it extremely challenging if you're a real estate investor who's looking to find deals that you can get financing on. Or even if you can get financing, the terms on those deals are really challenging to make the numbers pencil because the cost of capital is so expensive right now or how much capital they're willing to give you and what's required of you to bring to the table really eats away a lot of the margins in these real estate investment opportunities. And so understanding seller finance is a secret weapon that is going to allow a lot of people through this season to still make deals work. And it's a great tool, especially when you understand how all of this comes together to be able to present these options to sellers who need to sell their properties or want to sell their properties, but don't actually understand how seller financing can be a win to them and to you and still allow everybody to accomplish their goals. So in today's episode, I go over in the first previous week and first episode of the seller finance series, we went over all things seller financing. And this one, I'm going through a live breakdown in a video that I did on YouTube. And you guys will be able to hear everything that I'm going through on this particular episode of the podcast, but you'll be able to watch it and see my calculator and how I am analyzing this deal and structuring this offer and presenting the different options to the seller. And so that's what we're gonna be going over in today's episode. You can check the full video out on my YouTube channel. But this is something that I really felt compelled to share with many of you because it is such a great tool and strategy and resource, especially in today's current climate, but also something that by having this on your tool belt of investing, you can go out and build wealth in real estate, whether you have any money or not, this strategy works. And I show you in upcoming week's episodes how I do it using none of my own money as well. So good episode for you guys today. I'm trying to bring more tactical wealth building strategy and content to you each and every week and showing real life examples of how this is done step by step on my YouTube channel. So with that being said, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. If you are new to the podcast, if you enjoy this, all I ask guys, if you find any value in the content that's being shared here to leave a review on iTunes, don't forget to check out millionairemindcast.com, all kinds of great tools and resources and spreadsheets for those of you looking to sharpen your financial toolkit acumen and ultimately unlock financial freedom or scaling beyond. That being said, you can get all of that over at millionairemindcast.com. And of course, be sure to check out the YouTube channel because that's where a lot of this real-time content and uh, videos and how-tos are being shared. So that way you can see how this is all being applied. That being said, let's not waste any more time. Let's jump into today's episode right after this quick message. Let's take a quick break and hear from today's show sponsor. Are you struggling to close deals? Cold outreach can be a slow and brutal process. And in many scenarios, it's just wasting the time of both the buyer 
and the seller, especially when business owners who are trying to find qualified buyers are using inaccurate and outdated data. But it doesn't have to be this way. With LinkedIn Sales Navigator, your organization can overcome these challenges by leveraging this amazing technology and platform that translates comprehensive, high-quality buyer data into real-time insights and sales. These deeper insights empower sales reps and teams to adopt the habits of top performers, which leads to much better outcomes like building a bigger pipeline with real customers, leading to higher win rates and conversions, and of course, larger deals and paydays all around. We call this Deep Sales, and LinkedIn has built the first Deep Sales platform with the next generation of LinkedIn Sales Navigator. Right now, our Millionaire Mindcast family has an amazing opportunity to try LinkedIn Sales Navigator and get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com forward slash mindcast. That's linkedin.com forward slash mindcast for a 60-day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com forward slash mindcast and get started. If you want to invest in real estate and you want to buy properties without having to get a bank loan, without having to go through all that red tape, whether the market is good or bad, banks are lending or not lending, I'm going to show you exactly how you can make sure you can buy investment properties in any market in today's deal breakdown on one of my latest seller finance properties. Let's get it. What's up, guys? Matty here, back to the channel with part two of my seller finance series. In today's video, as promised, I'm going to do a full deal breakdown on one of my latest seller finance properties and give you a step-by-step -step guide on how you can use seller financing to buy investment properties in this real-life breakdown. So I'm going to show you how I found this particular deal. I'll show you how I broke the deal down and analyzed it on my deal calculator, how I structured the offers for the seller, the multiple offers, how I got the seller to agree to one of those seller finance offers, how much money it's going to make me. We'll review the documents I'm using, the process for completing the sale, basically a full breakdown from start to finish. That way you can connect all the dots on everything we covered in the first video and see how this all comes together, how it's put together to successfully complete a seller finance purchase. So that way you can start using this exact strategy to build your own real estate empire. But before we jump in, if you're new to my channel, make sure you hit that subscribe button for all things real estate investing and personal finance. And I'll ask, you enjoy the video, don't forget to smash that like button and be sure to check out all the links and resources I have for you down in the description below. Okay, now let's get to the good stuff. This is a property that I bought using seller financing and I'm going to flip it. It's not a hold or a rental property. And this is one that is projected to make me around ninety dollars to $100,000 if everything goes according to plan. Now, I do want to say six-figure flips like this aren't always common, but when you're actively in the game, you're actively looking for deals, you're consistently putting in offers, every now and again, you're going to find a needle in a haystack. This lead came to me from a texting campaign that I did through a platform called Lead Sherpa, And I often will go and pay for property owner lists that have a high level of motivation like these. This one was a high equity absentee owner list, which simply put is a list of property owners who have high equity in their house, whether that's a low mortgage amount or a house that's completely paid off, and that house isn't their primary residence. Generally, these houses are owned by investors who rent them out to tenants, and oftentimes their motivation level is high 
as many landlords don't run their investment properties like a business. And after a while, they get tired of dealing with the hassles that come along with rental properties and they want to get out. So this is personally one of my favorite lists and most motivated lists of sellers to consistently market to because there's always a revolving door of sellers that are looking to get out of their investment property and find something that's much more passive after they realize how much work sometimes goes into these things for how little the profit can be or how deferred, how long it takes to get the real bang for your buck. Many of these individuals just want to get out, get their cash back. And that's exactly what this scenario was. This seller responded to my text campaign and noted that they were interested in selling and open to a cash offer. So I set up a call to get more information on the property and most importantly, to understand the seller's motivation. You want to get on the call to do a much deeper analysis of one, the property, but two, to understand the seller's circumstances and their goals and when they want to achieve these things by and really understand their motivation to see if there's an opportunity here or not. And once I know there's an opportunity, I take every lead through these five stages, the analysis stage, the offering stage, the due diligence stage, the financing stage, and last the closing stage. Of course, there's a lot of stuff that comes after you purchase a property, but before the close, these are the main stages that I focus on. So for this video, let's go over the analysis and offering stage. For this particular property, I uncovered that the seller's motivation to sell was because they were tired of being a landlord. They were grinding, they were too far from the property, the property manager was doing a poor job, and they just wanted to sell the house and find a way to reinvest the proceeds into something that was a little bit more passive for them. And after asking more questions and filling out my lead sheet, which is really all I do for every lead, I just use this lead sheet as a framework for asking questions, being curious. And I learned that one, the seller didn't owe anything on the property. They were realistic on their asking price based on the fact that this property was dated and needed to be remodeled. The tenant had trashed it. And most importantly, I learned through my questioning, that this seller was open to seller financing once I explained some of the benefits that I shared with you guys in the previous video. Now, a lot of people ask me, how do you find these seller financing deals? And I always say, I just ask. Every time I'm talking with an agent, a broker, a seller, I ask. And when I was talking with this guy and filling out the lead sheet, I learned that he was only renting the place out for about $2,000, which seemed really low for this type of house in the area that it was in. And I knew that he wanted to get similar cash flow, but in something that was much more passive to him. And let's be honest, there's nothing more passive than being a bank and collecting a monthly check. And I, if I would have never asked, I would have never had the chance to present him with that option. So for those of you watching, always ask. Don't ever miss that opportunity to ask the seller because you can never assume what option might make the most sense for them. And that's why I always like presenting multiple options. I don't know about you, but when I go to a restaurant, I like options on the menu instead of just one thing to choose from. And it's the same thing for a seller because I may think that one may make more sense for the seller, but by giving the seller options, you let the seller choose what options make the most sense for them. Knowing all the options that you present to them makes sense for you. And that's the best way to find that win-win. And in this case, all I said was, if I can get you close to the same cash flow or better that you're currently getting on this property, but you're not going to have to deal with 
the trouble of being a landlord to deal with toilets and taxes and tenants. You don't have to deal with maintenance or upkeep on the property. Would you be open to seller financing and acting as the bank on this transaction? And the seller, after a little bit of discussion, said yes. So knowing that, I told the seller I would provide them with one or two seller finance options that I think could be a win for both of us and also a quick cash close. So that way they can decide if any of those make sense for them. If, if they do, great. We're going to be ready to rock. If not, no harm, no foul. And they were happy with that. And that's where I started playing with different options on the calculator. So let's take a look at how I came up with these options. When it comes to this calculator, real fast, the main things you need to know are your exit price, your estimated rehab costs that will be required in order to get the property in a condition that supports that exit price, the estimated amount of time that you're going to be doing this project from start to finish, from purchase to sale, and then you can start kind of working backwards on an offer amount that hits your profit and return goals. Now, there are other things in this calculator that you can toggle and you know play around with, but for the sake in time, I'm going to do a quick overview of how I came up with the different options that I presented to the seller and show you the summary of each of those options. All right, so for option number one, this is just a quick cash offer. I always like to make my cash offer a lot lower because if they just want time and convenience and they want to be out of this thing, they are going to take a discount on the price. But that being said, that may be something that makes sense for a lot of people. And while there have been many situations where sellers can make a whole lot more money, the motivation level was so high and time was of the essence and so important to them, they took a lower cash offer and made less on the sale. So I always like to make my cash offer much lower. So this one, I offered 475,000. I knew that the estimated rehab costs were going to be around 90,000. Generally, I always run my inspections doing full home, full pest and any other major systems that I need to have inspected, so I usually budget around 1500 for those. And then knowing the size of the sale, this is what I put in here for closing costs. Now, coming down here, I knew that I could exit this property after running comps, knowing what similar bedrooms, bathrooms, square footage type of homes were selling for that were fixed up in the $775,000 range. So that's my estimated sale price, my exit price. And I knew that this project from start to finish, it was going to be about a three to four month rehab and then another 30 to 60 days to get it on the market, get it in contract and get it closed and sold. So six months of potential holding cost time frame. It automatically calculates kind of what on average those holding costs will account for. And this one was obviously factoring in my hard money costs for getting a 90% loan of the purchase price. I'm going to have to pay that lender a couple points. And the interest rate on that hard money loan was 10%. So it kind of factors all of this information in, taking into account that when I sell it, I'm going to pay two and a half to the list side two and a half to the buy side. And it takes into account all of these fees. And you can see here, after that, the gross profit was still $109,000, a very strong return and a great win. Now, going over to the seller finance side, some things that you need to remember. We always say, you can either have your price or your terms, but you can't have both. Because ultimately, 
if you're getting both, it's not going to be a win for the other person. So I always like to present two different options as close to their price with my terms and as close to my price and their terms. So knowing that I basically, this guy wanted in the 550 range, I was trying to get as close to his price as possible. So I offered him 530, as you can see, all the same kind of numbers, six month hold time frame. But this one is where on the seller financing, I started toggling a little bit more with the terms being more favorable to me and making sense. So 3% down, he's going to give me a loan for 97% of the purchase price. The interest rate is going to be 5% because I knew that he was renting it out for what? About $2,000. So I was still going to be able to pay him on a monthly basis more than he was making before. And so knowing that, my gross profit was around $87,000. Not too bad. Now let's come over here and look at my price and giving him better terms. So a little bit lower of a price, all the same terms, or I'm sorry, all the same timeframes, uh, exit price, that being said, I'm going to give him a little bit more money up front. So he's going to do a 90% loan of the purchase price. I'm going to put down 10% and I'm going to give him 12% interest on my monthly mortgage amount, bringing his payment up to $4,500 a month. Now, I wanted to see how motivated he was to either get a higher price when I pay off that loan and sell the property or if he wanted higher cash flow, more than double what he was making on the property right now. That brought my profit down to about 101000 Still great. So if I come over and take a look at the summary of these three options, higher price, lower cash flow, lower price, higher cash flow, and all cash. You can see here my offer was 530 seller financing. 3% up front. First loan amount that he would be financing was this. The interest rate was 5%. The monthly payment was obviously much lower than the other option that I presented him. So some parity, right? Some um, differences between what he's going to make monthly versus what he's going to get in his pocket at the end of the day. So 2142, the balloon payment, I need to pay this loan off to him. He wanted it to be paid off within two years, which gives me some time to figure out what I'm going to do. And of course, knowing that I was going to flip it, not a problem. No prepayment penalty, no fines, no fees, nothing like that for paying the loan off early. No commissions paid out on this sale. We didn't have any brokers or wholesalers, anything like that involved. All of the closing costs and fees are incurred by me, the buyer, and we'd close this escrow within 14 days, relatively fast. Same thing on option two, just a little bit different in terms of lower price, less money in his pocket when I pay off the loan, but more cash flow along the way. So based on, hey, does he want more money at the end of the day, but he's not as worried about monthly income, or maybe it's, hey, I want more monthly income and I'm okay with making a little bit less when you pay me off. Again, we want to give them options. And then of course, the last one, all cash, much lower, but we're going to get this done in seven to 10 days 
you have all your money right now and you can walk and figure out whatever it is that you want to do. And it's as simple as that. Given him these three options, I drafted up a simple summary of each one of them. I emailed them over to him. And then I followed up with a call to walk him through it. This is a very important part of this process. Don't assume the seller is going to understand what you're presenting to them because not everyone is familiar with seller financing and how it works. So it's always best to send it over, make sure you can review and explain the options with them, and then answer all of their questions on that call to give yourself the best chance to get them to accept your offer. And it was very simple. And once I do a hard close on the phone based on what direction I can kind of guess they're leaning towards. After I walk them through what the next steps are, then it's sending over a formal purchase and sale agreement with the offer. Once they execute in it, we open escrow and we're off to the races. And that's it. That's how I go through the analysis and offering stage on a hot lead. It's really quite simple. And in the next video, I'm going to dive into the due diligence stage and the financing stage on everything you'll need to do while you're in escrow. And then last, the closing stage to ensure that you have a smooth transaction to get it across the finish line and to really complete and solidify this seller financing. So stay tuned for that. If you found this video to be helpful, you got some value from it, don't forget to smash that like button, subscribe to the channel for all things real estate investing and personal finance if you're not already. And don't forget to check out all the links and resources down below. Until next video, cheers.